Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. So when your friend tells you, let's train together at the gym, you love it. And you go, yeah, you know what you're doing. That's a good idea. Let's do that. And then you instantly regret it. That's like my life. But you keep coming back. Keep coming back for more. Yeah, and, and I made the mistake of coming. I, I woke up late yesterday. And I turned up late to the gym. And what I should have done is just, just, it's just it called it, it off. No, called it off. Over. And just been like, we'll do it tomorrow instead. <laughs> but in my effort to... Uh, be accountable to myself. I was like, no, no, you got up late, you're going to fucking do it. And me, to be honest, I did get up earlier for you. Well, yeah, that's true. And that as well. (laughs) And I'm on the way to the gym and I'm like, Jem's going to destroy me. He's going to (laughs) absolutely batter me. And and, and he did. (laughs) And True to form. But... I, I, I actually have a lot of respect for my body because my body wasn't taking your shit yesterday. <laughs> my body was, was going, no, 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 we're not letting him do this. No. The, the mind was in it. The body was just like, yeah. must so, stop. <laughs> my body, I'm going to say it, body. You were pathetic yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Sad excuse for a body. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you've been training me now. Yes. That wasn't the case before when we recorded the last episode, well. was it? I know, I'm impressed. I'm with impressed. Myself and and you, in fact, for actually <laughs> managing to get him to do it. <laughs> because as far as exercise goes and just general health and fitness, my discipline level is pretty darn crap. And most of the time in the gym you look like you just want to punch me in the face, but That's because I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not looking like I want it. <laughs> Luckily your arms are so weak you can't pick them yeah. up. <laughs> and even if I did, it'd be just like it'd be more like stroking your it face like, than punching. <laughs> <laughs> just floppy hands. Ca- caressing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I filmed your push-up yesterday. Uh, I'm glad that. you didn't. I'm really glad you didn't. My my body just... You, you know when you're just kind of... You want to push up from the push-up? <laughs> the push part, the main bit? And, then, and the body just goes, nah, not this time. <laughs> no, you're done. You That's more, it. You look more like you was doing a worm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm getting there. I'm, I'm actually, right. I'm doing better than I thought I would no, you be doing. So I'm, all I'm, it's all progress. Exactly. Everybody starts somewhere. And you're starting at the bottom. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or very much face down on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? If, if, if you can look up, you can get up. 
<laughs> That's your inspiration next time, won't you? <laughs> Roll onto your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Welcome to Powerful Nonsense. <laughs> yes. Um, that was a nonsense part of it. Well, yes. Uh, to those that have joined us for the first time, uh, my name is Wayne Ingram, and this is... Get me all this. Yes. Yeah. And this is Powerful Nonsense. So welcome to the show. Yeah. Um, so we've got, and we've talked about this before. We've yeah. definitely talked about this before. But we haven't done an episode on it for a while, mm. I don't think. So it's a little reminder slash maybe some new revisions. Yeah, some new ideas thrown out there. Um, on work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of inspired by an article that you found, Gem, on Forbes. Aye. Right. Um, which was... Um, nine quote-unquote successful millennials in fact they were very successful they were ceos of various companies uh-huh. um which we'll link to in the show notes um and they threw around some ideas which we've kind of siphoned out as general ideas for work-life balance but you can see the actual quotes from the millennials in that in the article um they actually have a nicer name for work-life balance don't they as well yeah which i think we should actually just still well, great artists still and all that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, let, let's just jump right in. Okay. Let's jump right in. So um, this term that Jem's referring to actually comes up a couple of times from the different millennials. A couple of them say it. And I was like, damn, wish we'd thought of that. Which is rather than looking for work-life balance, looking for like work-life integration. That synergy between... The thing that makes mm-hmm. you money, but actually it's part of your existence too. Yeah, exactly. And it's just kind of making sure that... But basically, the idea is that rather than working hard for the entirety of your adult life to then retire at the end, instead of trying to do that, instead what you should do is actually try and build a lifestyle around your career that you'd be happy to live for. The rest of your life. Yeah, I think there's sort of two camps when it comes to this. So there's the one camp is you kind of put in the grunt work for the pleasure. So it's kind of like work hard five days a week because I, I can earn more if I work in finance. I can make good money that five days mm-hmm. I hate at work. But then mm-hmm. I've got my son, I've got my weekend and I've got the money to go on holidays every so often. Or you've got the other side is actually keep looking for jobs or start a business and actually, yeah, you're going to still be working seven days a week, 365. Mm. But at the same time, the thing you're doing kind of molds with what you enjoy. So it's kind of, they're not separate things. It's not like black and white. It's actually yeah. like they're grey. So you're... Yeah. You're, yeah. And I guess this is where the whole kind of follow your passion thing kind of comes from, I guess, in many ways. is this idea that if you're doing something that you enjoy, that's actually and that's your career, that's how you're making your money off of something that you enjoy, you're not craving quite so much relaxation time because what you're doing in your work life is what you'd be doing in your spare time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so other than the actual chilling out on occasion and going on holiday, um, you're not feeling like you're going to work mm-hmm. in the traditional sense. You're more feeling like I'm kind of doing my hobby kind of thing in many ways yeah one thing i think 
probably this article probably skips over. And obviously, yeah, like you said, these are successful millennials. And I think there is a phase where you kind of have to be in that sort of grunt work period. I'm sure they were doing jobs before that they weren't passionate about. It didn't feel integrated, but it might have led them to where they're currently at. And I think that's the thing that I'd like to sort of say to people is that actually it's not... I think millennials instantly want to be at that phase where it feels like there's that synergy between what you do. Like mm. There's things I still do That's true. that are not perfect for my lifestyle. I'm not true. like, oh, I'd lo- I love waking up and do this. Oh, look at this integration because actually it's not ideal. Mm. But the bigger goal is working towards it becoming ideal. Yeah. And I think if you get stuck in that mindset of like, oh, this is, uh, I've got so, I've got, I don't know, like it's got to be perfect from off the bat. Mm. Whereas actually I think it's more just to assess like, to know, number one, what that work-life integration looks like, what brings you joy. Yeah. But then at the same time, look at, like, assess where you're, what you're currently doing. Is that leading there or is it literally you're just putting in the grunt work so that you can have the money so that maybe you leave? There's so many different levels to it. Like, I don't think there is a very clear, you just... You no, and this is the thing, as you, as you kind of say, like, when even when you're doing, like, following your passion and, and making money off of what it is that you enjoy doing... There's still always that aspect, <coughs> excuse me, that aspect um, that isn't the bit that you enjoy in the sense of like as an actor, I love the acting bit. I love the acting bit. What I didn't sign up for quite naively is the abundance in hindsight, of emails. <laughs> is all the what I would call the admin work, which consists of. Uh, your finances it consists of doing the marketing consists of doing the social media it consists of sending the fuck ton of emails that you know you're never going to get replied to and all of that sort of stuff but that's more the work that's the that's kind of the 80 percent of the work mm-hmm. um whereas the 20 percent is actually the bit that i really enjoy mm-hmm. and i think it's so easy to get again it's quite a naive way of thinking but it's the natural way of thinking when you first go, oh, let's, you know, pursue my passion kind of thing um, to think that you're going to be doing that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, my sister's in the same position. She's a photographer <laughs> and she's like, most of it is not even taking photos or even editing them. A lot of it is all of the other stuff that comes with it. Yeah. And I think you have to have a sort of a goal to aim for, because I think like, like anybody, it's the same reason why Usain Bolt does the hundred meters. He does when he does a hundred meters, like his actual percentage of doing what he wants is what it lasts less than 10 seconds mm. so <laughs> which is <laughs> crazy true. and he puts in how many a whole years or many years training up to the olympics for, and he has 10, 10 seconds. seconds of i won or maybe he's got to do that a few times over to get to through different rain uh, rounds but it's the same thing i think that ideally though you want to be <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, just, <laughs> I was just thinking of like the build up with a date <laughs> like, I know you're quick at that, but <laughs> there's all this build up yeah. and it lasts 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> all that effort. How many how many drinks did I have to get? Could you, could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, but I think the point is really is again you've got that 80% is really important because that 80% could be a slog where you feel you're getting nowhere Mm. or that 80% could actually feel quite exciting because it's like waiting for a holiday to arrive. It's kind of like, you know, it's coming and then you're actually excited up to, you've got to be excited with the process ultimately. Yeah. And I think that's where that sort of work-life integration comes in. It just feels Mm. like what you're, the way you're living is leading to where you want to go. And obviously there's no end point to that because if you reach it, you're going to just 
set a new one. But um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. And this is one thing that I've really started to try and embrace over the last few months is actually enjoying that process and the other stuff and actually trying to m- maximise my enjoyment of that stuff that isn't the stuff that I necessarily wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And once you start to get that, it changes the game quite a lot. But anyway, we've spent a lot of time on that point um, and we've got so many more that are in this article. So... Um, the next one is uh, making sure that your life goals are aligning with your work goals and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it goes back to, again, kind of some of the stuff that we talked about, particularly in the early episodes that we did when we first started the podcast three years ago. It's a long while. <laughs> Over three years ago. Um, and like talking about why you're doing what it is that you're doing, whether that's starting a business, whether that's doing the day job whatever and understanding and this is one one thing that i think i've put a lot of time into since i finished my training is just making sure that my work aligns with what i'm trying to do as an actor Mm -hmm. um and where things don't work out that's where i go okay well it's time to move on or can i tweak it and things like that and just making sure that those things match up and i think that's where so many people get lost very quickly particularly when it pertains to the day job is they kind of go, well, I've got to do this because I've got to pay the bills. And then they get sucked into that so much because it takes up so much of their time that by the time they come to do what they actually really want to do, they're absolutely exhausted and or, yeah. ha- and or have, <clears throat> have no money to invest into it or, you know, all the other multitude of things that stop people from actually doing what they want to do. Yeah, I think the bills become sort of like the goal rather than actually like, I think, again, it's a survival mechanism, but then you're kind of at the same time a lot of people aren't aware of like the bigger picture. And I do think that what looks like work-life integration today for us as 27, 28-year-olds, like it's going to be very different to you as a 33-year-old. And so mm-hmm. I think it is kind of looking ahead in some ways planning, but also not <laughs> not being too tightly like, okay, it has to hit this point by this. But I do think like a lot of people actually don't know what, what their what their ideal life would look like and i always say like go back and every time you kind of fall away and you're feeling a bit stressed is go back and say okay i know i want to go out and do this thing off my own back and i'm passionate about this and this but it's kind of like i think a lot of people lack that sort of life plan of what they're actually aiming for and i think it's yeah. good. like even me i have it on my computer i think i've got the one off um michael hyatt i think he had oh, the life plan good. one and I just, again, it's just checking in on that. Like now I look at it, I laugh. And, ah, at that point, I wanted to do this and this, and then it might change slightly. So I think it is uh, accepting that things are going to change quite often. Mm-hmm. But how do you keep like realigning or at least reassessing? Because it's so easy just to, um, I don't know, fall away from what the actual goal was. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And so um, just kind of when you are thinking about work-life balance just kind of always just essentially just keep asking yourself why am i doing the stuff that i'm doing why have i come why have i made these choices um and a lot of the time you'll get the clarity from that very very quickly as to what needs to change yeah and i think when we think of work-life balance as well people think oh that you have that balance of having fun and freedom but if you if you chucked all that fun and freedom into one like the bigger percentage of your life you'll quickly find that you're like you're missing the work part Mm. and so again there is no balance like actually each other causes the other one to be wanted basically yeah. so the more you work the more you kind of want that i mean people work hard but it's pleasurable working harder and at the same time you like that release as well chilling with friends and 
like growing your relationships around you. But then at the same time, if you do that, if I saw my friends every single day of the week, by the end of the week, I'm like, I just want to bloody sit down and get some work done. Yeah. So understand that it doesn't, well, like balance doesn't actually exist. It's actually this constant sort of... It's a constant struggle, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it, well, it's a fluid, it's a fluid thing. It actually each, because you, you'll get depressed if you don't feel like you're making progress. Mm-hmm. But you'll also get depressed if you don't feel like you're... If you're, you're making a shit ton of progress, but you've got no friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the total truth. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you're going to have to take a break. I don't think we're going to get through all these points, so we might have to That's all right. cherry pick the I think a lot of them really we love. kind of touch in anyway. That's true. They do kind of cross over. Um, so, yeah, so let's just take a, a wee quick break to say thank you to our sponsor of the show, the University of Northampton, who are actually the... Wait, no. We are the alumni of them. I was going to say it the other way around. They are not alumni of us. I don't think that works that way around. No, it doesn't. But we are alumni of the University of Northampton. Um, And we just felt when they asked to sponsor the show that they were just the perfect fit um, in terms of the things that we like to talk about. They seem to be very understanding of where the education world is going. Um, And they're very much... Excuse me? (coughs) very much in favour of uh, supporting students that have got um, passions outside of their education or uh, project ideas or venture ideas or business ideas. Or passion integrated with their education. Or that. I like what you did there. Very Thank good. Um, and so they, they put a lot of time, effort and resources into kind of helping the students manifest those passions and those ideas into something actual. Um, And they're also a changemaker campus, which means that they actually have a focus on positive social impact, both in the local community and the wider community as well. So if you're thinking of going to university, but you think, I don't just necessarily want a degree, I've got these other ideas, I kind of want to, quote-unquote, follow my passion then check them out. I think they may very well be the university for you. So check them out, northampton.ac.uk. And a massive thank you to them for supporting the show. Lovely. So okay. where are we going? Which was, what one's John? Uh, would well, you, you want to pick one? Um, oh, that's nice. Just throw it back at me. Yeah. No, actually, that's fine. Um, the one that stood out to me was the idea of having the ability to course correct quickly, mm. which I kind of think falls back into some of the other things we said. But I think, again, that comes back to that awareness, like knowing that something feels wrong. And maybe mm-hmm. it is just in the work, in the workplace, suddenly you've got pulled into doing an aspect of your job that you don't enjoy, mm-hmm. but you used to enjoy it when you got to sit in on design meetings or this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of having the awareness that, okay, this doesn't feel good and I don't want to just jump ship, but actually I want to do more of this. And it's being able to, again, course correct quickly. And that might mean speaking to your boss, communicating what you would like, Hopefully you've got those relationships where you can actually go and talk to people and change. I think a lot of the time as well, millennials, we often, it's two ways. You sometimes don't feel that you have the um, credibility Mm. to speak to someone and say, I I want this and this, but at the same time, it's only going to make you sadder and then you're only going to not perform as well in your job. Or at the same time, you just try, you, I don't know, you're just too, I think that's one problem a lot of millennials have is just being able to speak up confidently about what they want in the workplace. Yeah. Or, again, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about well, workplace. I mean, I think in, t- in terms of the, the workplace, I mean, I think, and it's one thing that I'm really glad that I learned early on, um, is actually just to have the balls to kind of lay your cards out on the table when you have that initial job interview. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think, and I say this as an actor, and so many, there's so many people that are like, when you go for a job interview, don't tell them you're an actor because they won't want, they'll be like, oh, you're going to fuck off. It's like, no, tell them you're an actor. Right. Tell them you're likely to fuck off because I always think, and I've, again, so glad I learned this early on, is that interview is like a two-way process if you're going for a day job. They want to know if you're a right fit for the job, but you also need to know if you, they're a right fit for you. Mm-hmm. You need to understand whether or not they're going to line up with what your goals are. So go in and say, yeah, this this is what I do outside of work. This is ultimately where I want to go. The reason I come to you guys is because you align with this, 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 and this. Um, so, you know, is this going to work? And talking about it that way and having the balls just go, these are my aims. Um, because if you do that, when it then comes to later on, you then go in, I need to take a week off because this mm-hmm. project's come up and I really want to do it, they're much more like, I'm obviously not going to be a guarantee, it depends on their policies, but you would have thought that they would have decided whether or not that's going to be a problem in the interview process. So they're much more likely when you come to that point to go, yeah, fine, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And that can happen at any time in the job as well. So I sure. do think that as long as you've built good relationships with those around you, your manager, whatever else, then I think you should be in a comfortable, a comfortable enough position that if you want to pull them into the office and say hey this is i'm not enjoying this i would like to do more of this Mm -hmm. and i think it's just not being so tied to your job like thinking like at the end of the day if it's not bringing you happiness and why are you going to stay there six months longer being miserable performing shitly for them so they'd rather get rid of you anyway (laughs) because you're not doing well but then why not just speak up and say what the hell you want Mm. and that's why you've got a course correct quickly if there's a problem you've got to adapt if you're not happy adapt or you leave the job and i think too many people sit in a job for two three years and they're like, oh, that was a waste of time. And then they get a new job. And say, like, oh my God, this is, everybody says this is the best job I've ever had when they move to the next job. Yeah. <laughs> and then about six months later, they go, oh, oh there's new, this problem, this that problem, boss, I, I hate this, nice blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, all the time. Um, but yeah, just having the ability to go, fine, I'll... I mean, and I think that's where kind of... I know we talk about it a lot because we think it's so... Uh, it aligns so much with what millennials want but that's where being freelance really helps mm-hmm. because being freelance you you are the boss mm-hmm. part, well other than your clients your clients are technically the boss but yeah in terms of like the ability to course correct very quickly yeah it's very very you're very much hold all the cards in that in that respect yeah and that sort of plays back into the next point underneath that what was the one underneath that one is just the one about um being the ability to be fluid and flexible mm-hmm. i think obviously a lot of millennials want that i think now if you want your work-life integration it is all about time management really and so i think i do think a lot of companies getting more like okay with this now because i'm finding that a lot of my friends are like oh i'm finishing on a thursday at three now i've told my boss i'm gonna take it blah, 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 and allow it or mm. i'm going on holiday i'm taking three days off and so i see that a lot of these Obviously, businesses have to pick up now on if they're going to piss off their employees if they that's don't allow it. them to be flexible. That's it. So I do think that's something really common, and I think it's a great thing in the workplace. Well, I think I think uh, millennials are now. It's interesting how, like, ten years ago we were well, just under ten years ago, we were kind of going, "Oh my god, I can't even get a job," and now it's like, "No, nah, no." Now listen to listen here, boss. Yeah, I'm not coming in unless I've got Friday off. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I'm sure that will change the other way around again in no time whatsoever. But, um, (laughs) you know, at the minute, 
uh, millennials have got a lot of leverage, and I think it's for the for the workplaces they're really having millennials to... that are good at their job have got a lot oh, of leverage. Yeah, That's of course. Big, that is, yeah, no, because, yeah. of course. <laughs> uh, that I mean, that was a that was an assumption that I was making. Of course, that you oh, are just naturally good. All our listeners uh, are, of course. Of course, you see. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you if you do put in the work, and and this is the thing, like um, Gary Vaynerchuk at VaynerMedia. Here he is again, cropping up in the episode. I was trying not to mention I, I was trying I was to, like, and I actually let's... thought this about three minutes ago and thought, no, no, it's not appropriate, but now it's kind of, is appropriate. He's got, um, at VaynerMedia, they've got an unlimited vacation policy mm-hmm. because he understands this aspect of millennials. So they have an unlimited vacation policy, but he's like, but if you don't, if you're going to be shit at your job and take a fuck ton of a vacation... You better get ready to clear your desk because uh-huh. I'm not standing for that. You only have that kind of flexibility if you're really, really good at your job. Yeah. Because if you if you're really shit at your job and go, by the way, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Yeah. Your boss will be like, yeah, don't come in next week or the week after yeah. either. See you bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think he was even saying that he found that people weren't actually using up their holiday time. And again, that's because obviously people found a lot of meaning in their work. They mm. enjoy it. They, they and also, be if, there. if you have a good relationship with your boss, you're going to, you will, because I've worked zero hours contracts. I work self-employed now. Um, you feel guilty. You feel mm. guilty for taking too much time off. You're like, um, and you know, I, I went into the interview. I went, I need you to be flexible with my time. Okay, fine. No problem. And even then, I'm like, is it okay if I go to my audition in seven days' time? Is that okay? <laughs> I kind of need to do it because it's my business, but is that fine? <laughs> <laughs> so, so even then, like, you, you'll, find, you'll find that balance in of itself. I think that will just come naturally anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, da, 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 da. Where was the other one? There was one that jumped out at me. Oh, Margin. Mm. Margin's a big one, and this is this is a, a very much a Michael Hyatt thing. Talk about this in um, how to make time for your side hustle free ebook available at powerfulnonsense.com forward slash side hustle. Um, mm-hmm. But talking um, is just kind of like looking at your kind of work week and really carving out that time where you're not going to work. Mm-hmm. And trying to be as rigid as you are in terms of when you won't work as you are with when you will work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't work. I don't do any work now on a Saturday whatsoever. Not a single thing. My Mac doesn't even get turned on on a Saturday. Like Saturday is my Sabbath day. <laughs> it is my holy day do not in the church of Wayne. That's when I make sure I go see friends or even if I'm going to mong out in front of the telly, that's right. the day I'm going to do it. Yeah. Or if I'm going to really eat shit food, that's the day I'm going to do it. Like Saturday is just do what the fuck you want day. Uh-huh. And since I've started doing that again, I feel so much better. And I come to the start of the week and I'm actually ready to go. I'm like, right, let's do this. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's so important just to really make sure that you've got that margin because that's what, if you don't have that, that's what starts the burnout. I don't actually have a full day of... Um, well, you like, don't have to have a yeah, full day, yeah. obviously. For me, for me, like obviously, when my girlfriend gets home from work, I don't see her all day, so I've got all day to work. Some mm-hmm. evenings, I'm like, look, I've got two hours of work I need to do when you get in. But for me, it's like, that's where I say, okay, once she's home, 
mm-hmm. switch off for the night mm-hmm. and that's it. And maybe you get something crops up here and there, I think, <laughs> when you've got businesses and stuff. Well, that's it. And it goes back to being part. flexible and fluid. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for the most part, if you can really be rigid on your downtime... Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, no, no, and as well, we just obviously we spoke about that in the previous episode as well. Is just not allowing other people to encroach on that because I think that's mm. the biggest um, reason why people don't have margin in their life is because they're too busy trying to please everybody. Whether mm. that's a friend that always wants you out, whether that's a boss who expects more from you, needy family members, who knows? Like, and so it's kind of you have to be quite tough yourself to create yeah. that margin. It does take a lot to say, okay, this day or these mm. hours between these hours, no. Um, yeah it's a good one yeah and i i often where i often find actually that i'm there's this particularly if you've got a day job and then you've got your side hustle thing on going and then you're trying to get the margin in your life as well that's relationships yeah i mean that's where it really becomes a challenge because you know sometimes so i what i like to do is i like to work on my own stuff i do the day job uh, then I work on my acting stuff as soon as I get home, work on that until about nine o'clock at night, and then I switch off. And then on the Saturday, I have all day, and Sunday, I do half day. So Sunday till late afternoon is my time as well. What I often find is the real struggle is actually those bits where after the day job, I'm like, right, I'm going to go home and I'm going to do my own work because all it takes is a friend to go, do you want to? Uh, want to go for a drink after work i do try to say that to you every now and then yeah and i'm like ah, oh, yeah i do yeah yeah i will i tried it yesterday actually uh, ryan actually was quite funny <laughs> i was like i'm going for a quick beer do you want one but he was like no not today not today and, I was like, uh-huh. but, and that's sometimes the hardest bit is actually yeah. that that kind of that gray area where it's like well technically it's my time to do I what i want to do yeah. and then kind of reining it in when that friend does go i'm uh it's sunny outside. I've got a beer on the go. Do you want to join me? <laughs> I've still got one of your beers you left in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, damn, I do really, I do really want that yeah. beer. Uh, on this point, I just want to sort of like, obviously we're wrapping up now. Mm-hmm. I just think you need to kind of work through these things. Number one is like to find out whether you have that work-life integration is do you feel you have control over your time? Mm-hmm. I think, are you making time for your relationships? Mm-hmm. Like enough time, not just high and by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it do. You yeah, do. No, Some people come true. home and say hi to kiss their wife or kiss their girlfriend, kiss their boyfriend that's and then true. go to bed. So that is that's true. you saw each other, but that's not meaningful. Um, uh, the other one was, are you making time to look after yourself? Like, are you, are you going to the gym? Are you mm. doing your yoga class, Pilates, whatever else you want to get into? Um, and then again, are you do you feel like you're working towards something like are you in that process have you found something that while you're doing it you feel like oh this is leading me somewhere i think they're sort of like the main ones really i think if you could think back to everything you're doing right now and are you hitting those boxes again relationships is friends as well like are Mm. you going out with friends and feeling like you have deep connections with them because I think that's all it comes down to. Like at the end of the day, it's um, life integration. It's your life. Yeah. And I think all of these things make up your life. Progressing, being a healthy person, being a good friend, being a good partner. And so it's all, you can't make it, let's not make it too businessy. Let's not make it all about like push striving towards, I know, making money or whatever else. Ultimately, a good life comes from all aspects of those things. And mm-hmm. again, they're all spinning plates but we get pulled into one for a little bit too long and the other for a little bit too long but uh, I think it's that ability to kind of look back and really assess the bigger picture Mm. and like 
I, I would rather know that I'm a good friend. I would rather know that, oh, I'm moving towards the things I want to do. And I don't know, I would just feel like that's what really matters when yeah. it comes to this. I and mean, these are all nice. These are probably quite yeah, related to the workforce, but I think there's a bigger picture there. It's true. Well, I always kind of pose the question to people that are always like, oh, yeah, I want to earn X amount. And I'm like, well, who's happier? Oh, sorry, who's wealthier? Uh, the person earning, you know, 70K a year working six days a week from eight in the morning till eight at night or the person that's earning 30K a year and is working three days a week? Who's wealthier? Yeah. I think I know the answer. Well, as long as that 30K person is in good health, has mm. got good friendships, because you can still be... Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Which is why I say wealthier. Yeah. Um, With wealth, having yeah. those things because, as it's... Because for me, time is much more important than the money. Mm -hmm. And I would rather take a pay cut. And on that note of time, we're running out of time. We are. Uh, so I'm just going to point you in the direction of a couple of episodes as well that I think might be uh, relevant to this uh, one of them, I think, in terms of what we just started to touch on there, which is maximizing time so that you can do the stuff that you want to do. The All Systems Go episode, I think, could be quite a good one mm -hmm. to listen to because I think a lot of it is about maximizing time. Um, and then the other episode would be, um, which was something that was on this list of things but didn't really get talked about, is um, the Right to Disconnect episode that we did, mm -hmm. uh, which is also about work-life balance in terms of what could be happening in the future. Um, so check those episodes out. Obviously, Side Hustle you referenced, which will side have some good well. like the ebook or the video. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which you can download for free at powerfulnonsense.com forward slash Side Hustle. And yeah, we also have the Side Hustle episode as well to go with it as well. Um, Lovely. That's yeah, quite I think a, so. a nice little. I love that we have like a little catalogue now. It's like, I know. Is, check out that and post on there. I <laughs> mean, when you've been doing it for three and a bit years... Yeah. It, it starts to build up. <laughs> I think we should do like a collection of episodes on a page at some point on the website. Do you know what would be really cool? If you could do like how each episode links to each other, like a spidergram. Like yeah, I'll let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, well, this, we spoke about this, which leads on to that part of your life. And then you have the relationship side. That'd you have be the a really side. cool, just as a, as a blog design in general. Mm. That'd be a really cool... Like a podcast. It'd be really hard app. to design as a web developer. So anybody really out cool. there who thinks they can put that together? Yeah, let's hit us up. Uh, <laughs> Wayne at Wayne, Wayne will be figuring it out next week. <laughs> I, no. There, there, must, there must be a YouTube <laughs> I won't. video for I'll that. go on strike. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be margin. really cool, though. Margin. <laughs> it'd be really cool, though. Yeah. I just I just can't possibly commit the time to mm. do that. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like related episodes, isn't it, in some ways? Yeah, but. I suppose so. I'm sure there's a plug-in for that, actually. Got to be a plug-in for everything. Yeah, we'll, we'll look out. Anyway, we're kind of having a meeting on the podcast here. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you very much for tuning in, as always. Um, we'll also link to the original blog post that kind of inspired this episode uh, that's on Forbes.com, uh, which has got a lot of the points that we didn't manage to cover um, and also the actual explanations from the point of view of the people putting the ideas forward. We've just kind of put our own spin on them. Um, so they'll be in the show notes as well. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, either on Stitcher or on iTunes or on any other podcast platform of choice, what are you doing? Have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> some self-respect. <laughs> 
and hit that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that, uh, that, that caught me off guard. I like that. Um, but yes, please do subscribe. We would really, 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 really appreciate it. And if you could, like, share the episode with a friend or colleague or family member that you think might appreciate it. Um, and um, also, leave them reviews because they really, really help to get the show out there. And we can't really, you know, keep doing the show without people listening at the other end. So Because <laughs> that's like talking to a wall. <laughs> yeah, and like talking to Gem sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you right. set that one up for me. Yeah. It couldn't, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so thanks very much for tuning in. Please do share, please do review and subscribe. And we will catch you next time. See you later.